Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. So about three months ago, I started searching for someone to bring to you here on Build Your Tribe that could really break down the essence of affiliate marketing, like the ins, the outs, the different types of models that people can look at, and actually how you might be able to use affiliate marketing, not just as someone who's doing affiliate marketing, but maybe even using affiliate marketing to help promote your course, your product, your service, your business. Today, I get to introduce you to Stefan James. Stefan James is, you're just going to love him. He's authentic. He's real. He's into health and fitness. He's into serving people. He's into goal setting. He's into this passive income. He's into travel and philanthropy. And I wanted to learn more about the affiliate marketing management, if you will. Like, I know it's a great model to make additional income. I know that it can serve people who aren't yet ready to create their own program, their own thing yet. But yet you've got a, a loyal tribe who trusts you and believes you and you want to help them and, and you want to serve them, but you don't yet have something of your own to serve to them or to offer to them. Affiliate marketing is a phenomenal way to do that. But for other reasons, I wanted to understand more of the intricacies, the ins, the outs, and even how to manage affiliate marketing. So grab your notebook right now because we are about to go deep into affiliate marketing. Stefan has helped his own students to build five, six, and even seven-figure businesses using affiliate marketing. But he's more than just a guy who teaches affiliate marketing. Like, this is a good dude. By the way, fantastic YouTube channel. You'll get a sense of who he is. And it's so much about mindset that it's, it's just the perfect fit for us. So without further ado, Stefan James. Stefan James, it's awesome to have you here. I am so excited to talk about affiliate marketing with you today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Well, you've got great stuff. I've become a student over the last several months. I don't know if you realize this, if you could feel like this creepy vibe, but I've been stalking your content and learning so much from you. I appreciate that coming from you because <laughs> I've observed you as well from afar and been inspired by what you're doing. So it's great that we've uh, finally connected here. So my audience, of course, is familiar with affiliate marketing, but I just think it's changed a lot. And I think there's so many opportunities. The person who's listening wants a lifestyle, right? It's not about the money. It's about like, how can I serve my audience? Which is why, you know, you really resonate with me. It's like, I know that's first for you. And my listener, they want to serve their audience. They also want that lifestyle, you know, and it's pretty easy, as I'm sure you've experienced as an entrepreneur, to get so excited about all the opportunities and to follow through on them that you suddenly realize, oh, my gosh, I don't even have a life because I'm so busy creating and trying to sell these, you know, my own thing, which is why I think affiliate marketing is so attractive. Can you give me your thoughts about how affiliate marketing kind of can help people attain that quote unquote lifestyle. Yeah, no, I mean, it, both you and I know how challenging it could be to actually run and operate your own business and have your own products and customer support and copywriters and email marketers and, <laughs> 
you know, there's a lot of different components to it. And uh, I don't know about you, but, you know, it typically takes me maybe a few months to really create a really high quality course or training program. You know, a lot of research and preparation for it. And, you know, I'm making sure all the different pieces are in place with it. And even once you launch it and start selling it, you got to make sure you update it and improve it and make sure conversions are good. And there's a lot of elements of that, which there's a learning curve to maybe get to that point. And I think one of the reasons why affiliate marketing is attractive is that you don't really have to do all of that. You know, you just primarily got to focus on attracting people to you and then sending them through your affiliate link to someone else's product or service where they're taking care of the customer from there. You know, they've Mm -hmm. already got the team in place. They've already taken the risk and come up with the idea. I think we can tend to overcomplicate affiliate marketing. So what's a basic example? You know, in many cases, you're just sending an email or funneling people from a video or piece of content to their product or service and you earn a commission from it. So for me, I still enjoy creating my own stuff. If I'm only doing that, I'm going to be limited in a lot more I can do. And I know that Mm. there's other people out there have amazing products and services. I'm not the only one and they're complimentary. Like, you know, I'm involved in sharing with people a lot of different Uh, niches and uh, solutions to their challenges that I don't necessarily want to be the expert for or create the product, but I'd much rather just send them to this other person and refer them. And it becomes a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. That makes total sense to me. I don't want to get into the hanger business, but I tell everybody you should use huggable hangers and I wish they had an affiliate program. I should probably Google that because I watched one of your YouTube videos today and you had such a great tip. You said, Even if you go to a company's website, if you don't see it broadcast that they offer an affiliate relationship for their customers, just Google that. And sometimes it'll pop up because it's buried on their website. Yeah, you know, pretty much every company these days have an affiliate program or at the very least they're on Amazon. And so Amazon has their affiliate program as well. And you can pretty Mm. much promote anything that's there. But I love the way that I kind of get into affiliate marketing. The reason why I love it is I'm always improving myself. I love to grow. I love to evolve. And naturally, whenever I come across something that really benefits me, I have a passion for that. And I feel obligated to share that with other people. I don't want to just keep that to myself. I want to share with other people all of these great things that I discover. Amen. Amen. Some of the products that I share are, you know, a Vitamix blender, which my favorite blender. I love it. I use it every day and they have an affiliate program or my little mini trampoline or the aura ring that I wear to track my sleep and activity throughout the day to courses and seminars and events and pretty much everything you can possibly imagine. So that's what I love about it is I don't have to, I'm not going to create a blender. No. I'm not going to create a mini trampoline or any of that stuff, but I can share that with my audience. They benefit from it massively. The company benefits because now they're acquiring a, a new customer that they wouldn't have normally acquired. Mm-hmm. And I get a benefit from it as well because I can earn an affiliate commission in the process. It's so smart. I mean, and I think you are that type, right? Some people are, some people aren't. Even if people don't ask me, If I see that they're using something that I know there's a better version or there's something that's like really helped me, I can't help but tell them, oh my gosh, you know, I'm at at this clothing store and the clothes are falling off the hangers. I can't help but go over to the boutique owner and say, I got to tell you, you'd save so much space and the clothes wouldn't fall off the hanger. And, you know, the hangers are really lightweight and thin and probably much less expensive than these wooden hangers. You've got to buy huggable hangers. And that's really 
at its core, like if I were explaining this to my mom, that's what affiliate marketing is. It's when you're saying you believe in something so passionately and you you love it. It's made life better for you. I don't know if I have a passion for hangers or blenders or, you know, a watch that tracks my productivity and my movement, but I know that it's helped me and I want to help other people. So I can't help but talk about it. And affiliate marketing, if we're just oversimplifying it, is that it's sharing things that have helped you that you believe in you like and trust and believe that it's going to make a person's life better. It's sharing those things with them. And in return, you're compensated for it. And I think that's the key mindset that you just kind of addressed is, is having the mindset of sharing and wanting to add value. And I think, unfortunately, just like with any business out there, there's a segment of people that they're just trying to do it to make money. Mm. And sometimes they're promoting or sharing things that aren't good. They're not quality. It might convert well, it might make you some money, but it's kind of like a a win-lose situation. The customer ends up losing from it. And so I really believe in building a brand, building a relationship with people as well and building that trust, which is what can allow you to have a raving fan and have that relationship. And I've been able to do that now for over seven years with Project Life Mastery on YouTube and my podcast and whatnot. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've been able to do it so effectively is people get a sense that, I, that I'm authentic, I care, I'm trying to serve them, I'm putting their needs above my own, and I'm not just trying to sell stuff to them just for the outcome of just making money because otherwise they're not going to build that long-term relationship and it's not going to be sustainable. What criteria do you have in place or do you recommend people have in place when it comes to selecting the right things to promote to become an affiliate for? Yeah. So I think there's a few important things. One is making sure it's a good fit for your audience. That comes down to really knowing your audience, knowing what their problems, their challenges are, what their goals, their desires are. You really have to know what that is. Then our job as entrepreneurs are to solve people's problems at a profit. And so that's kind of one of the ways that I view it is I'm Mm. always looking for things. Oftentimes the things I come across is mostly because I had a problem and I solved it for myself. And then, you know, I share the solution to, you know, for somebody else, whether it is a product or a course or whatever it might be. But I think first and foremost, making sure you know the audience and it's in alignment with them. I also want to typically make sure it's something that I've used or benefited from. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily always the case. And I can actually share some examples of that later on where um, yeah, I've promoted things that I haven't used because the person might have been a friend of mine or I've just been transparent with people and just said, hey, you know what? I haven't been through this, but you know, I've heard some good things. I might help you. Check it out. And mm-hmm. the transparency and the honesty of it is key. But when you believe in something and you have a passion for it, you're going to be so much more effective in selling or sharing that with someone else. Yeah. So that's why having that personal experience with it, I think, is so important. And then also because if you can share your experience, like your results and give an honest review of it and share the pros and the cons and, you know, people want to oftentimes hear that they want to know what that person's experience was and want an honest review of something. And then there, you know, there has to be, you know, if you're doing this as a business, there has to be a financial component of a criteria that you have to measure. Typically products that are very low ticket. Mm hmm like books on Amazon, you're not going to make much money from, Um, you know, it's more products that are probably a hundred dollars and up. Okay. And you want to, of course, look at what the affiliate commission is to really be incentivized of 
promoting it and making, you know, making sure that it's worth her while to actually profit from it. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally like a lot of high ticket stuff too, but that's not always the case. I mean, if something's low ticket as well, I'll share that of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause again, the outcome is to serve people, but you know, if things are $500 or a thousand dollars, there's some things that I've uh, promoted and shared that were $5,000 where you earn a 50% commission on that. And so, you know, financially that can really, you know, be a game changer for you and your business. And I like high ticket stuff too, because I can oftentimes bundle and bonus some of my own products. I can further add value to someone that if they buy something through my affiliate link, I can also throw in my course or a few different resources or things that are complimentary or do an exclusive training for them. And so there's just more room to add value to someone in that way with things that are more high ticket. But I also look, you know, I want to make sure that the course is you know, the product is quality, the customer support. I look at the marketing of it too. Mm. Um, so those are some of the most important components I look for. Are there things where you see maybe the way they're marketing or the person who's behind it and you just think to yourself, I'm just not in alignment with yeah. the way they're doing things or this individual? And in that case, even if it's like, I like the product, I like the service, I just don't know if I agree with the way they're marketing it or the person who's behind it. How do you personally make that decision? Yeah, that, that one's a tough one too. And that is an important one because, you know, I, I'm, I'm very strategic about who I'm going to align myself with. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make sure I align myself with people that have similar values and integrity yep. that are going to make sure they took good care of the customer and make sure that they're focused on giving them results and whatnot. So yeah. that is something that I do factor in. And, you know, you do have to, you know, there's been many examples in my career where I've sacrificed many opportunities that I could make more money, but I knew it'd potentially be at the cost of hurting my brand or reputation. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think having that long-term mindset is so important and Gosh. making sure that you're aligned with the right people. It's aligned with your audience. Again, it is a good fit for them. I think those are really important things. I couldn't agree more. And I have to say that sometimes we get caught up in the popularity or the I guess, uh, status sometimes of experts that were like, eh, I just don't know if I like this guy or girl, whatever it is, but everybody's affiliating for them or everybody's doing business with them. I just think it's really important you listen to your intuition. Like, I think if you're one of those people who believes you have a radar for good people and things are honest and have integrity, you should listen to that. Yeah. You know, I remember, you know, when I kind of first started this journey, uh, one mistake that I made was actually that this is maybe back in 2012 or so. And I was building this little tribe and audience and this marketer that I looked up to, he was a bigger name in the industry. He reached out to me and I was just kind of like a fanboy at the time. And I was mm-hmm. so excited. And he reached out because he saw what I was doing and he knew that I had a kind of like a tight knit little tribe of a good relationship with people. And you know, he shared how I can make this amount of money by promoting his product. And, you know, I ended up doing so, but I didn't really do my due diligence and really make sure is the right fit and all that sort of thing. And at that point, I wasn't really marketing much. I just built so much trust and goodwill and value. So mm. um, in a way, what happened was I ended up sharing this with a, a part of my audience and it made some money, but it was a horrible product and mm. customers were unhappy with mm. it. And, and that, that hurt me, yeah. you know, they were disappointed with me and I was disappointed with myself. And I lost that relationship with that person because they're not going to trust the next thing that I recommend or share. Yeah. And so that was a case where I, you know, I did something that was in not in alignment with my values. It was an opportunity to make money, but it wasn't the right opportunity long-term for, you know, and, and, and that's why, you know, to this day, I, I really make sure that 
whatever I do share or promote, it has to serve people. It has to benefit them. I don't care how much money it could be. And I know both probably you and I, you know, get opportunities every single day where people want you know, they reach out to us to promote their stuff or their mm-hmm. product or whatever yeah. it is. And you have to really make sure that it is in alignment with what uh, your audience wants and needs. Yeah. Which leads me to a, you know, kind of a topic I've been talking about a lot lately that I'm concerned. I, I wonder where it's going to go because I see so many people who have built this really incredible platform. They have, you know, half a million or whatever, maybe even 50,000 loyal fans on social media. And they're using that platform to peddle things I'm positive they're not using and don't believe in. It just, it worries me because I think it cheapens everybody's word when that happens. I think it's taking advantage of your platform. It's not owning the responsibility you have as a leader. So can you tell us how is affiliate marketing different or similar to influencer marketing? You know, in some ways it's a little bit similar. You know, a lot of influencers, they're going to get people approach them to be an ambassador or to sponsor a post or whatever it might be and get paid for it. Affiliate marketing is a little bit in a similar way, but you're not getting paid up front. You're getting paid based on the results and the commissions that uh, you could potentially make from it. Um, So in some ways, I kind of look at it maybe in a, a little bit of a similar way. I think a lot of influencers, you know, they're great at typically getting attention and they've built trust and relationship. And I always say those are the two most valuable things you could have online is attention and trust. Mm. And that's why, you know, these companies are going to these people because they can leverage their credibility, the trust and the attention they have with their audience. So in many ways, I think a lot of influencers that I've kind of seen out there, whether it's a YouTuber or someone on Instagram, they have an audience, but they don't really know how to turn it into a business or monetize it. And so I think that's why oftentimes they just kind of take those opportunities that show up, even though it might not be the right one for them and their audience. Yeah. So let me ask you, let's use Vitamix again as an example. Mm. Vitamix comes to you and they say, gosh, Stefan, you've got this huge loyal audience on YouTube. We would like to pay you X amount of dollars upfront to do four videos, making smoothies and feature the Vitamix. Or do you say, yeah, thanks, guys, that looks great, but I'm looking at your affiliate deal and you saying as the person who owns that platform, gosh, it seems like it'd be beneficial for me to actually be an affiliate versus an influencer. So I guess, again, to generalize, an influencer typically, not always, but typically is going to be paid up front to talk about something, whereas with affiliate marketing, you're paid on the results. In other words, you're paid a percentage of or commission of sales. Yeah. I personally prefer the affiliate marketing model. I've done a little bit of both. In fact, actually Amazon, the the head of marketing at Amazon reached out to me to do a relationship like that as well to create videos teaching Amazon to funnel into Amazon and pay me up front for it. Wow. But I actually make more money promoting other people's courses and trainings that teach people how to sell on Amazon Mm. and earning the affiliate commission from that. But I like the affiliate marketing because you can make more. You're more incentivized to actually share and promote it because then the sky's the limit and how much you want to traffic that way or you know boost your conversions or offer bonuses or whatever it might be. So I like the affiliate marketing model for that, but both can work. Mm -hmm. You know, it can definitely work both ways. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. 
This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com. So many podcasters are eager to get as many downloads as possible, then basically go on any number of websites that offer sponsored posts by businesses. And those rates are usually based on the number of downloads you have. And and then you're just reading an ad and uh, you're paid because you have X number of downloads on your podcast. But for someone who doesn't yet have a bajillion downloads on their podcast, and they'd like to find a way to monetize their podcast, but they've got, you know, 200 downloads a week, and they've got a really deep relationship with their listener, affiliate marketing might be a much smarter way to go. Totally. Yeah. Because you don't need a big list. It's more about the relationship that you have with those people. In some cases, too, I actually believe having a, a smaller audience can be a little bit of an advantage at the beginning. Um, I remember for me when I started off and I had a small audience, I was really able to connect with each person, like really respond to their comment and, you know, go back and forth with them on Facebook Messenger and, you know, really email back and forth and and build a deeper relationship in that way. And, you know, unfortunately now, you know, as things grow, it's just no humanly possible way that you can interact with everybody. So Mm -hmm. you actually, in a way, can have a bit of an advantage in that way. The way way that I look at it, if you really focus on engaging with people in that way too. But yeah, you know, you're right. You know, not unless you do have a big enough audience, it's going to be really challenging for you to make a lot from, um, you know, getting sponsors and whatnot for that. Yeah. So affiliate marketing is great. You can also test out a variety of things too. I mean, that's what I enjoy. I enjoy testing out different products and I can see which ones my audience resonate with. And the mm. great thing about it, it's not a big risk because yeah. all I'm doing is just sharing a link and I send that out an email or I put together a little offer or something like that for it on a podcast or a video. And I can look at the data. If my audience didn't resonate with it, that's fine. I can move on to another one. And if they did, that's amazing. Then I can really focus on promoting that a lot more, sharing it more. I can add that to a follow-up series for my email and it can kind of become like a pillar or staple. And that's kind of what I've found is now I have like a whole resource page and there's certain products that I promote every year. They're ones that I really endorse and stand behind, which are also the ones that my audience resonates with the most. Mm. So that's the thing that I love about it. And then they've got that familiarity. They know this isn't something new that you've talked about. They know you have a history with it. They know you have been talking about this particular product or course for some time, which gives it even more credibility, I would assume. Exactly. Yes. Oh, this is great. So, Stefan, you've got people who are in your tribe. They now feel like they're co-creators. They feel like this has been custom designed to their specs because you're listening. That makes them fall in love with you. It also makes them feel ownership in this new thing that you're releasing. I assume they then become easy customers because they've helped to create it. How often or do you recommend that you open up the affiliate opportunity to your your own students, your own customers? I try to do that almost every time because those people that are your best customers, especially, are going to be your raving fans. They're going to want to share it, talk about it, blog about it. You know, so I, I always like to do that and provide that as an opportunity. And also, you know, I, I actually try to help my affiliates as much as possible mm-hmm. by creating trainings and resources and and helping them to be able to make money 
you know, and it becomes a win-win relationship. So I, I think that's great if you have uh, the students and they're passionate about it. Definitely set up an affiliate program, get them involved. Oh, that's great. We have used affiliates in the past, and this is going to lead to my next very self-serving question. We haven't done much of that. You know, we've got these great courses, and for whatever reason, I can actually tell you why we haven't opened it up to affiliates, except very exclusive, hand-selected people in the past, is because it felt like a lot to manage, you know, because a lot of our affiliates, maybe they hadn't done it before, or we allow people to become affiliates who it felt like they had the same people on their list that we did. So we were cannibalizing our own customers, our own list, if you will. So what mistakes do you think we should avoid? Should we change our model and decide to do it differently in the future? So are you asking this if uh, you want to recruit affiliates? Well, I mean, we just basically in the past opened it up to anyone who wanted to become an affiliate. I mean, we didn't broadcast it, but anyone who came to us and said, yeah, we'd like to be an affiliate for it. And we allowed them to do that. But then it just felt like we didn't quite know how to manage our affiliates. And again, there were people who we allowed to become affiliates. They then offered bonuses and then we would have customers call us and say, hey, I already purchased, for example, the Marketing Impact Academy, but I see so-and-so is offering a bonus. So can you cancel that? I'm going to buy it from their link. And we were, in essence, cannibalizing our own list with customers who were already already buying it from us. And, yeah. and it just felt like a lot of headache and hassle. So what are some of the mistakes that our course creators out there, the people who do have products and services who are thinking about opening up their program product or service to affiliates. What are some of the things we need to avoid to kind of simplify that? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. I think there's a lot of things. Number one is I wouldn't necessarily accept anybody to be an affiliate. I'd make sure they fill out an application, make sure that they're a good fit. What am I looking for? Well, unfortunately, there's a lot of scammy affiliates out there. I'm sure you know, and they mm-hmm. You know, for example, one strategy some affiliates use is they, because typically if you have a course, people are going to go to Google, they're going to search on Google for the course and they're maybe on the fence and they're going to see, you know, what other people might have said about it. And so there's some affiliates that kind of do things that are not going to be in alignment with what you want to really be out there as ways of getting attention or they might make false claims or promises and and Mm. things like that, which could actually lead to a sale or they provide offer bonuses, but they don't actually deliver with it. Mm. It can lead to sales, but it's actually going to increase your refund rate and you're going to have a bad customer experience with that person. Can you say that again? They, They do what? Well, they make false claims about your product or false mm-hmm. promises, or they lie about your product, or mm-hmm. they violate you know, the FTC mm-hmm. guidelines, or they might offer bonuses, but not actually deliver the bonuses. So by mm-hmm. the time this person ends up, it's now a deceived customer that's mm-hmm. end up buying your product and they're not going to be happy and they're going to end up refunding it. So you don't want that. And that's why I think you want to provide an application, make sure you kind of vet the affiliates and you know who they are. So that way you can kind of protect your brand in that way. Also, if you have a course and you have affiliates, you are responsible to make sure that they are compliant with the FTC as well, meaning that they're disclosing that they're using their affiliate link or they're not making claims or promises that could potentially hurt you. So I think having a kind of a screening process is important. So then do you hire someone who specifically manages this process for you? You know, it is useful to have someone to manage that. Like we have an affiliate manager that helps us with this. And then I think, you know, 
once you have a few good affiliates and then the right fit and you even ask them in the application, how are you going to promote this? And, and, uh, you know, how big is your audience? And a few questions like that to kind of determine if they are a good fit, but you can actually work with those people. Mm-hmm. And one, one way that I love is that when you have some of your best students, you know, a lot of them, in my case, they share on their blog or on a YouTube video, their experience with it. Mm-hmm. And I love mm-hmm. that because they're putting out, sharing their experience you know, with the program and people search and they find it and they can get, you know, earn a commission by having their affiliate link to the product as well. So it is tricky. You do have to have someone, I think, to kind of manage that a little bit. And then also, I mean, the really the the biggest benefit you're going to get is after the bigger affiliates out there. And that usually does require a little bit of recruitment and strategic partnerships uh, mm. with different people. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to build those relationships and going to events and seminars and trying to add value to people too. And sometimes some of these relationships come about because I added value to them and they discovered who I was and it kind of leads to this relationship where they might share and promote my stuff. If I have a launch coming up or they've got a launch coming up and we kind of support each other in that way. That's brilliant. I watched an interview you did. You really feature and promote and tell the story of your students and their success, which is great because then they're getting that promotion. And I watched an interview with a gentleman. I forget his name. You'll have to forgive me. But it was a recent interview and he was uh, worked at the Cracker Barrel. Went through your course, and I think it was in his first month he'd made over a hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah, it was. It wasn't his first month, but he did a. Oh, sorry. He made a hundred thousand dollar commission in seven days during a launch. Insane. And uh, yeah, he he does around on Evergreen, not including launches, about I think twenty to thirty thousand a month just in affiliate commissions. And so he was a YouTuber influencer and he went through my program. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, that was funny because I was at the Traffic and Conversion Summit and I just ran into him there and Mm. he shared that with me and I was doing a lot of filming and I'd say, hey, you know, do you mind sharing your story? And I, I really believe in storytelling. You know, when other people are willing to share their story, their rags to riches, their struggles, their challenges, what they went through. It provides more references for other people what's possible because there are a lot of one of the biggest barriers you have selling information is there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of skepticism. And and I think you have to show people the different possibilities that exist and have different role models and examples. And so providing different people's stories, I think, is important, not just my story, because my, you know, my story, your story can kind of be overused or people kind of put us maybe in a different category or a pedestal. Yes. But when you can share many different examples of different people, it becomes more real and relatable to the prospect. So we really don't need to have our own course, our own product, our own service to be able to live that as, you know, we often hear referred to as that laptop lifestyle, like creating a nice income by recommending things to people who trust us and things that we have vetted, things that we believe in, things that we're passionate about. And we don't always have to be the creator. That's right. That's, you know, totally. And I think, you know, it can always lead to many different avenues, though. You know, you can start with affiliate marketing and then you can branch off and you can Mm. branch off and create your own product. Because a lot of cases for me is that, you know, I was uh, promoting someone else's product, for example, that was on publishing books on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I kind of became a bit of an expert on it. And I realized, you know, I'm getting a 50% commission here. I can create my own thing and get 100%. Mm. Right. And I already knew that I was converting well and that my audience had a demand for it. So sometimes, 
you know, starting in, as an affiliate can be great for that reason because you don't have to take that risk and you can test and validate there's a market demand for it. And then you could decide to create your own thing if you'd like. But I also believe in trying to diversify things, not having all your eggs in one basket. Yes. You know, at first start with one or two or three things and then you slowly branch off. And the same go- thing goes with different platforms. You know, don't try to do them mm-hmm. all at once. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be an Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and Pinterest star all at once. You know, go deep on on one or two and really become a master of it. Oh, this is great. I really appreciate that we are in such alignment with the advice that you share. And it, it is bigger than just affiliate marketing. I really appreciate that you you focus on a lifestyle and that authenticity and and the building trust. Those are the things that if we, if we really focus on those things, you don't think so much about so hard about the sales and the bottom line. I just think, you know, God rewards those of us who are, are doing things from the heart and the right thing for the right people, you know, and, and sometimes it does feel like it's the longer, slower way. But in the long run, I think it's the right thing to do. So I honor you for that. Thank you. You know, Zig Ziglar said that if you help enough people get what they want, then you two can get what you want. Um, <laughs> yes. High so fives to Zig. Well, it has been such a pleasure to have you today. Just a wealth of information. So much to take in. I hope everyone was taking great notes and that you will uh, hit me up and let me know what you think about this interview, because I think we'd like to have you back. I can written down about five other topics I'd like to dig deep into. So let's make a day to do this again soon. I'd love to. Thank you so much. This is so much fun. Awesome. Good, good, good stuff. I know you loved that. I'm telling you, this is just, it's money that you're leaving on the table. It's people that you could help with other products and services that are helping you. And by sharing these things, which you're probably doing already anyways, you can profit from it. That's the beautiful thing. And it helps other people. It helps the person who you're becoming an affiliate for. And ultimately, it helps you to live that lifestyle. I don't want you to work hard. I don't want you to hustle. I want you to help people. And I want you to profit from that the right way. And I think Stefan is really such a great example, someone who's teaching others how to do that. Another person I would highly recommend you look into is Pat Flynn. He also teaches a course on affiliate marketing. Pat Flynn, for many years, didn't create his own courses. Instead, he created a full-time, quite amazing income by sharing the programs, the software, the services, that he was using with his tribe via his podcast. And just by sharing those services, in other words, sharing his answers, he was making an incredible income before he was even creating his own courses. Eventually, he went on to create his own courses like regarding how to podcast. and, And even he's got a course now on how to do affiliate marketing. So check out Pat Flynn, go to patflynn.com. Hey, Pat, what's up? Also, Angie Lee. Angie Lee is this amazing little I say little because people call me little. She says she's an inch taller than me, but I don't know. I stood back to back with her and I just think she her hair was a little bigger that day. Angie Lee is, I know she's under 30. She's this just firecracker of a girl boss who's built this, again, seven-figure business in a very short period of time, serving her tribe, being so authentic, so true, like doing it her way. It's such a cool thing to see her grow. And I, I love pouring into her. And okay, so here's a great example. So Angie Lee, she's got a podcast, tune into her podcast. I'm going to have her here on mine very soon. In fact, we'll talk about affiliate marketing, but she's created some of her own courses and just discovered like, yeah, that's not really what I enjoy doing. I want to hold live events. I want to empower young women and I want to share with them my answers. I want to share with them courses like the Marketing Impact Academy. So 
She's one of our affiliates for the Marketing Impact Academy. And what she does is then partners with me and Brett and offers a bonus, right? So people, I believe, get a ticket to her event, but she also teaches affiliate marketing. And I guess my point is you don't have to create something. People trust you. They believe you. And they want to know how you got there. They want you to share your answers. So by sharing the company you use to host your website, the software that you use to develop your opt-in pages, the online course that you took to learn your techniques and how it is you're building your business. When you share those things with your tribe, that's awesome that you do that. But I promise you, the creator of those programs, those services, those softwares, I'll just bet they would love to partner with you and offer you an affiliate relationship. So be sure to check that out. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know you did, but actually the only way I'm gonna know is if you reach out to me. So send me a message. Send it to me on Instagram if you don't mind. I'd love to see that. Just take a screenshot of this episode, post it up to your Instagram stories because sharing is caring and be sure to tag me. Let me know specifically how this episode may have served you. All right, that's it for now. My goal is to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. Y'all, we done. We out. 